On A Healthy Bite today, we have special guest Julie Revelant. She specializes in getting your kids to eat almost anything. I read on our About page a paragraph that I really liked and I wanted to share it with you, but I really encourage you to go and check out her website uh, after you listen to this podcast. Julie says she launched her website to help busy moms like you learn how to raise healthy, adventurous eaters who not only accept, but crave real healthy foods without begging, bribing, negotiating, sneaky tactics, making food into art projects, or having to pour yourself a glass of wine every night. Now, if that's not a promise to get moms on board, I don't know what is. So make sure you stick around to listen to this podcast. And Julie has some special information for you at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Welcome to A Healthy Bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on The Dish with Rebecca Huff. I am so excited about today's podcast. I have someone who I feel like I already kind of know because I've been browsing her website. And um, Julie, you have the same heart for getting nutrition into kids that I do. And so I'm really pumped about today's podcast. We're going to help a lot of moms get nutrition into their kids diet and make sure that these healthy eating habits that hopefully we've been establishing during our time at home the past year or so, um, we're going to help make those stick. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, Well, let's just get right into it because I mean, I'm probably one of those people that talks too much about food. (laughs) So I know we're going to have a lot to cover, but the main thing that we're talking about today is just how to make those healthy habits stick and also just getting more fruits and vegetables into our children's diet. So I know with COVID-19 restrictions going on, more and more people have been eating at home. And I know there's so much information out there. People are learning to expand their culinary skills and try new foods. What kind of evidence have you seen that people are eating healthier? Well, so it's sort of a mixed bag. So I've read some several studies and uh, there was a recent study that showed that one in three are eating healthier, but about 19% say they are eating less healthy. So it's sort of is a toss up. What's interesting is that uh, people under 45 are saying that they eat healthier, which are, you know, millennial moms, mini moms. Um, However, women are saying that they eat less healthy than men. Uh, so that's sort of interesting, but I guess that's because we're so busy feeding our children. Um, so yeah, the silver lining to the pandemic is that we're definitely prioritizing meals and that can be really any meal of the day. So we're all at home. We're definitely eating lunch together, dinners together, and, you know, families are prioritizing breakfast, which is really great. So before they start their day, they're, they're gathering around the table and, and that's the great thing, right? You don't have to make it dinner necessarily. It could be really any meal of the day and you can still get those science-backed benefits. Um, So people are cooking together. They're trying new recipes. They're scratch cooking. Um, They're not, you know, ordering as much takeout. And, you know, what's interesting too is 
I think when the pandemic first hit the U.S., we were all busy baking, right? We're, we had a sourdough bread and <laughs> baking of every treat possible. And so what the research now is showing that people are doing less of that, but they're focusing on simple meals. So very easy to pull together meals. And that's the best way to eat healthy and get dinner on the table and meals on the table every day. Um, the other, the other trend is that experts are saying that uh, families are snacking more, so they're not eating three square meals a day. And, and that makes sense, right? Because we're all at home, the kids are probably bored and they're reaching for a snack or, you know, I, I know I'm on meetings and I don't know what my kids are doing <laughs> um, and they're reaching for snacks. Um, and so that's okay if there's there's healthy food, but obviously experts are concerned about childhood obesity with uh, kids snacking all day and definitely being less sedentary and, and on their devices. Um, there was another study that came out this week that found that parents admitted to the fact that they've been giving kids food as rewards when they have, you know, bad behaviors or tough emotions. And uh, I could definitely see that that being a trend for sure. And, and again, that's problematic if it, if it happens too often for so many reasons, right? Um, and then of course, food insecurity. So um, people are facing financial hardship, food insecurity, and because of that, the foods that they eat have changed. So even with the charitable food system, um, people are picking up, likely picking up different types of food and not getting to select what they want or is right for their families um, or have had to purchase foods that are cheaper because they don't have the money to afford healthy food necessarily. Well, that all makes a lot of sense, especially eating breakfast as a family. That seems to be something we do and maybe just because of our routines and different work hours for people. But the meal that we tend to all be kind of sitting around the table at is breakfast now. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It doesn't always have to be dinner. You, you know, you do picture that traditional everyone sits down for dinner kind of a situation, but that doesn't always have to be the case. And I think that that's really fun. As far as these foods that are trending, you mentioned that at the beginning of all of this, people were doing the sourdough bread. And I remember seeing that everywhere, everyone was baking and wanting to learn how to do um, all different kinds of breads and stuff. So what, what are the foods that are really trending, like the healthy foods that are trending now? Simple meals, you said. So do you have yeah. anything specific? Well, so I would say that for quite a while now, plant-based diets and plant-based foods have been on the uptick. And, and the thing with that is you want to focus on the real healthy whole foods and not the processed plant-based options like mm -hmm. the, the burgers that you find. They're right. really processed foods at the end of the day. Um, and so that's becoming really popular and we're seeing plant-based show up in creamers and milks and yogurts and smoothies. Mm -hmm. So really everywhere. Um, and of course, along the same lines, we're seeing uh, fermented foods like yogurt and kefir and just an influx of, of different types of uh, fermented foods. And of course, those are good for the gut. Uh, the other trend also is that people are shopping at CSAs and um, farmers markets and fruit and vegetable stores. Nice. So that's really good. So like really basic foods, although you can pick up vegetables you've never seen before, which is a great way to yes. get your kids you know, eating healthy and, and, um, and into healthy eating, um, and in the it. kitchen with you. Yeah. Um, some other things are, um, seeds. So chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, sesame seeds are really trendy right now. Um, mm -hmm. 
what I found interesting in my research is that, so the dietary guidelines for Americans just came out and there was a lot of controversy because they didn't say anything about added sugars. Nothing changed about Americans getting too many added sugars, except for the fact that they're recommending uh, infants up to 24 months of age should not have added sugars in their diets, which I agree is a really big problem. Um, mm -hmm. But what's interesting is about that is that I would say that many food companies are kind of getting on that bandwagon and raising awareness about added sugars. And so one company, Siggy's, is offering this palate training kit, and they're trying to get people to train their palate to recognize when there's too much sugar. So you get this kit and you get 30 days worth of Siggy's yogurt. And then it also comes with an eye mask and a timer to help you focus oh on goodness. mindful, mindful eating. Yeah. And a, and a journal. I love Siggy's. So it's like, yeah, I do too. Um, it's so my it's favorite. Like, They're triple, uh, the triple, what is it? Triple cream or something. I like their plain. I don't eat flavored yogurt at all. I always just uh -huh. get the but they have one that's like a triple something, triple cream maybe. And it is yep. so thick and creamy. It works in place of sour cream. I love it. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I that's like their yogurt idea. too. Um, yeah. So it's marketing. It's kind of gimmicky, right? But it's, I mean, they are contributing to the greater good in that way. And I love helping it. us eat better. Yeah. 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 This podcast is totally not sponsored by Siggy's, but right. <laughs> we're all willing to try this kit. I'm definitely going to look for it. That sounds like fun. Um, so about what you said about the plant-based, I love that because it doesn't matter if you're following a completely plant-based diet or not. It's always a good idea to get more vegetables into your diet. So more plant-based foods into your diet, you don't have to give up meat if you don't want to, but eating more plant-based foods and not the processed foods, which I'm so happy that you put that caveat in there because eating processed foods is processed foods, whether it's plant-based or not, it's still processed. So getting more vegetables, uh, nuts, seeds, legumes, I, th I think getting those into your diet is excellent. Like I said, whether you're following a strict plant-based diet or not, you just, you can't get enough of these plant-based foods. So I think that's really a great um, thing to point out. So as far as getting our children though, to eat these plant-based foods, what kind of tips do you have for us? I know you have a few videos like the chia seeds you mentioned. What can parents uh -huh. do to make sure their kids are really eating enough of these? Yeah. So I would say first and foremost is to lead by example. So whether you have decided that what your family is going to do is to go to church on Sundays, for example, or you're going to have a movie night or it's a game night, make healthy eating what your family does. So in our family, you know, since my kids were babies, I would you know, I'd put them in their little seat and I would make a big salad for myself. And my daughter, my older daughter was a toddler and she would see me eating salad and she wanted to try some. So if you're, if you're modeling those healthy eating habits and it's just what your family does, they're definitely going to follow suit. Um, the other thing is to get kids in the kitchen. So research really backs this up. Um, the more you get kids, kids involved, the more empowered they feel to make those healthy choices. And, you know, it's really hard right now. We just don't have time, right? Who, who can think about 
making, getting your kids in the kitchen at five o'clock. It's not going to happen, but we're home more. So on the weekends, mm -hmm. make a simple recipe and it can be as simple as making a salad dressing or making a salad or, um, you know, soaking beans and cooking beans together. It can be you know, as mm -hmm. simple or as elaborate as you want. Um, so get them involved in the kitchen um, for sure. And then I would say make vegetables tasty and delicious. Your kids aren't going to eat them if they taste gross. No one is. Um, and experiment with different ways. So saute, roast, um, try them raw, try them cooked, try them with cheese, try them every which way and give kids lots of choices. So serve, you know, two types of vegetables or a vet, the, you know, one vegetable, different ways, and then let your kids choose because again, that empowers them and helps them. It, it encourages them to make those healthy choices and want to eat healthy. Agree. And I think that getting your kids in the kitchen is absolutely a wonderful way to get them to eat vegetables. When kids cook their own meals, they are more likely to eat them and mm -hmm. getting them interested in their food, where their food comes from, how much of it is available in this world, um, what they have access to compared to others. I think that's a really, really good way to get kids to eat a variety of fruits and vegetables and also like just putting in with that the whole cultural thing like you know these cultures tend to eat these spices and these cultures tend to eat these spices and they can experiment and see what kind of different spices they like with what different kinds of vegetables and also mm -hmm. I think um, as far as that cooking goes uh, one thing that I have done with my kids that I love doing and maybe some of the other moms out there might enjoy doing this too is the, really the healthy meal kit uh, delivery things like uh -huh. one that I really have been impressed with is sun basket. They have uh -huh. fresh whole foods there. A lot of it is organic. They have zero waste packaging. It's amazing. And so that's my daughter when she was like 10 and 11, she could prepare an entire meal with the sun basket kits. Awesome. And it was like super gourmet, amazing, delicious, healthy, organic food. So that's, that's fun. It's great. That is another thing. And I think there's some that are actually geared towards kids. Like maybe Harlow's mm -hmm. harvest is one of those. Have you heard of that one? I haven't. Um, there's another one, radish kids. I think they, radish. they are geared towards kids. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that, I think that's also something, and it's another thing to do, you know, when we're kind of mm -hmm. staying at home that um, exploring and doing fun things in the kitchen with your kids. Um, yeah. So what kind of uh, foods do you see parents serving their kids like out of the realm of like the normal broccoli and, you know, peas and corn, like what kind of things can parents do like really expanding that vegetable palette? Mm. Uh, in terms of meal ideas? Yeah. Meal ideas or, you know, do yeah. you have recipes that you recommend from your website or what kind of, how can parents really like explore other vegetables? Cause you know, a lot of us, we really get in that rut of serving, yeah. you know, steamed broccoli with some butter or cheese or, you know, corn on yeah. the cob or, you know, the same kid vegetables appear yeah. on every plate. What's some fun and exciting things that parents can do with vegetables? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, bringing your kids to the grocery store, I know it sounds like 
such a hardship to do because it's, you know, mm-hmm. your kids want everything they see, but, but bringing them there and letting them pick out a new vegetable is a really good tip. Um, and then even if you don't know how to cook it or you've never made it, or you don't know how to, you know, what to do with it, you can look it up and find a recipe and, and mm-hmm. make it with your kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there, there's so many different ways, right? I think breakfast, you think no way my kid's not going to eat it for breakfast, but there's so many ways to serve vegetables for breakfast. So Mm -hmm. you could scramble them with eggs, make a wrap. You can do egg muffins. Uh, you could do like a Buddha bowl. There's just Mm -hmm. so many different ways. Smoothies. Like I love smoothies because you can pack so many fruits and vegetables in at once. And, Mm -hmm. um, I recently uh, did a podcast interview, um, with Frances Largeman Roth, and she authored a book, Smoothies and Juices. And she sent me the book and my seven-year-old has been every morning, what smoothie we're going to make this morning. And so, and she does it all herself. You know, we have the Vitamix, she pulls everything out and it's such a fun way to get vegetables into meals. Mm -hmm. And it just goes back to that, you know, exposing them to it when they're young. I used to do green smoothies. My older kids, uh, they started getting the green smoothies when they were like in late elementary, early middle school. And, um, so my son recently told me that he used to dump out his green smoothies that I made for him, <laughs> like in the bushes outside. Uh, and I was like, thanks for letting me know. But then my <laughs> younger kids, you know, they were a lot younger when I started doing green smoothies and this has been, you know, so many years ago, but they, I have pictures of them as babies drinking green smoothies, like, it's you great. know, still yeah. on the hip drinking green smoothies because uh, that's what they saw me doing. And, you know, when kids see you eating something, they want to eat it too, especially at that age, like, let me taste everything. And so yeah. they, you know, so it's just like the earlier you can start the better, but yeah. it still can be done right when they're older. Um, I know I, like I said, implemented, started eating healthier foods with my older kids when they were a little bit older. So I remember vividly the first time I put a big salad full of vegetables on the table and they were a little apprehensive. Um, so, but there are ways to make it, um, more exciting and fun for them, like having salad, different types of salad toppings and letting them pick the ones that they want and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's always fun. Right. So sometimes though, when we do these things, like I know, for example, when I did the whole salad introduction to my kids, I probably was a little bit strict on it and like eat eat (laughs) your vegetables. What are some strategies that parents can employ to impress the importance of a healthy diet on their kids without going overboard? Because the more we push sometimes the more they push back. So what are some strategies you recommend? This is such an important topic and one I'm passionate about. So I've, you know, anecdotally have seen friends of mine who have said, you have to take another bite or, you know, you have to finish your meal. And I, it, it stirs something up in me. I don't know if it's from childhood, but it, it just gets to the core of me. And it's like, no, don't do that. You know, what? Are you, that's not what we should be teaching our kids. We should give them the choices and let them choose what they mm. want to eat and how much they want to eat. Um, and studies actually back this up. So if you say to your kid, those carrots are going to make your eyes really healthy and strong, um, or, or that broccoli is going to make you smarter, it will have the reverse effect. So instead, back off <laughs> and don't talk about the nutritional benefits of 
the vegetables or whatever you're serving. So one of the best ways, one of the best strategies to impress the importance of healthy eating on kids without going overboard is make it a part of your daily life. Again, lead by example, have family meals, eat healthy yourself, talk about how it makes you feel. And I think that, you know, I'll I'll say like, wow, the food really makes me feel energetic or, or I ate this and I didn't feel so great. And, Mm. you know, I feel tired now. Um, so you can talk Mm -hmm. about things like that. Um, my daughter, my youngest daughter is seven and recently she has an app that they use in school and it's, it's, you know, it's books that she can read on online and she, you know, on her own accord, looked up a book about nutrition because she sees me writing and hears me talking about it all the time. And she got really excited about learning about protein and fiber and vegetables and legumes. And so she was showing it to me last night. Um, But I think that, you know, overall, it's just really um, leading by example and eating family meals together and just, yeah, making it a part of your life. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so sweet. It just made me think of uh, how my kids used to do the same thing. I actually have a little video of my youngest daughter when she's still really small and, you know, how they have that toddler talk. And she's like, everybody needs to eat organic. And I'm like, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, not all of us can eat organic. Obviously, right. um, sometimes it's cost prohibitive, but yeah. we try to you know, follow the dirty dozen and clean 15 or whatever. So, um, do that when you can, but the most important thing to do is just to eat vegetables when possible and get those into the kids diets, because it's so, it's just so good for them beyond the fiber and the nutrients. It's setting up those habits for the rest of their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you have a lot of information. I wish we could go on forever, but you've got all kinds of videos on your website about how to pack a healthy lunch and how to get your kids to eat chia seeds. What else do you have on your website that my uh, listeners would want to know about, you know, in relation to the topic today about healthy eating? Sure. So I do talk a lot about the science back benefits of uh, modeling those healthy eating habits and how to get your kids to love vegetables and uh, how to make them healthy and delicious and and really family meals and setting up all those healthy habits and leading by example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just started a, a podcast called Food Issues. And so it's tackling chronic disease in America and food inequities and um, really the big major issues that we're dealing with with. I'm passionate about, um, I come from the perspective of, you know, and COVID has shined a light on this, the fact that we have chronic disease in America and we're, we're tackling it when we're adults, when really, if we taught our kids how to eat healthy and we improved access to healthy food for families who need it, uh, we could, you know, prevent and, and really control this problem of chronic disease in America. Hmm. That's good. And so that information is on your website. Have you launched your podcast yet or when does it launch? Yes. Yes. It launched on Tuesday. And uh, uh, the first episode is with Dr. Marlene Schwartz from the Yukon Rudd Center. And you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music and Stitcher. Nice. All right. And I'll put the link in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can go check out the show notes there and find links to Julie's website and to her podcast. So you can um, get more information about feeding your kids healthy and getting more 
fruits and vegetables into their diet. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you and I absolutely love your website. It's so cute and refreshing and you you have so much good information on there. And I just want to encourage you to keep up the good work. I feel like it takes a kind of, I hate to say that it takes a village, but it does take a lot of us moms, you know, getting together and educating people and encouraging them to implement these healthy habits and especially for the next generation of kids. And I think that what you said is so important, especially about how you model these things to your kids, because it is so true when you say certain things about vegetables, it is the way that you present it. So I think, you know, oh, wow, eating that carrot made me feel like I just want to go out and play (laughs) in the yard rather than this is going to make your eyesight better. I just love that because it's so true. And I learned the hard way because I did it wrong to start with. And I'm like, wow, that really backfired. So (laughs) I'm glad that you're out there educating us and helping us to get more vegetables into our kids' diets. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.